For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the first team NFL draft and college football podcast. A little extra edition of Ryan's Scouting Notebook for the week. If you haven't been following this series, I've been doing each and every week, just giving you some of my scouting notes from the week with us being fully entrenched in the college football season. Obviously, we're talking about recent performances and outcomes and previewing some games and really kind of getting into the nitty and gritty of the week to week perspective of college football. But now in October, we are (laughs) creeping up already near the end of the season, which means it's going to be our favorite time of the year very soon, folks, draft season. But I'm doing my work on a week-to-week basis and kind of give you all ready for the 2024 NFL draft and beyond. So I want to share some of my notes that I have with you and some things that I'm just kind of curious about. And one thing that I have seen debated heavily on Twitter, on X, whatever you want to call it, in person, actually, I've had this discussion with a couple of people recently just about the state of the class in 2024, and that's the wide receiver position, and specifically, the battle for wide receiver two is something that a lot of people have been talking about recently. I, I think it's a foregone conclusion at this point, barring some type of setback, that Marvin Harrison Jr. will be perceived by many in the media side, but I I think most in the actual scouting side of the the industry, talking about the NFL now, as the wide receiver one. And and why is that? I mean, just to hit on a quick things, one, he's very productive. He's got size, listed at six foot four, probably actually around six foot three, long arms. He's going to test really well from every from all indications. Athletically, I think he's just going to kind of check a whole lot of boxes. And then he's got obviously the size profile working in his favor as well. He also would come from Ohio State, which helmet scouting is something that people are guilty of a lot, but it can be a very positive thing at times, right? Because it's about the coaching you're getting. And Marvin Harrison Jr. obviously has been working with Brian Hartline now for multiple years, three years in the under his tutelage, and that matters, right? You know that he is really tutored in the nuance of playing the position, getting in and out of his breaks, attacking blind spots, being a route technician, and he does all those things really, really well and knows how to uh, understands how to attack the football in the air and high point. Just not, not much holes that you can poke in Marvin Harrison's game, and also it doesn't hurt that you are the son of an NFL Hall of Fame wide receiver, so you have the bloodlines as well. So when you talk about all those things together, I think it's a – it's pretty self-explanatory and it's pretty easy judgment to make that Marvin Harrison Jr. We viewed as wide receiver one by pretty much everyone, but who is wide receiver two? 
I have seen a whole lot of names floated out there. And I just really wanted to name those four players that I've seen most and just talk about what they bring to the table. I'm not really here to decide on this right now. I have my player that's a personal favorite, and I'll talk about him in this excerpt. But I more just want to highlight four different football players that bring very different skill sets to the table, which is why I think wide receiver two discussion is going to be so fascinating, man. We're not talking about four guys that are cookie cutters, play the same, and you just have to really dissect their game down to the minute details to really come away and have an opinion in this fact. I'm going to talk about guys that are one six four. One's a six one slot. One's a six foot guy with a lot of juice. The other is a six foot three guy who wins outside the numbers. Very different body types, very different play styles, which makes this conversation so incredibly important and so, so just so interesting for me. Perhaps the biggest riser in the 2024 class as of now at wide receiver this cycle so far is Keon Coleman, wide receiver out of Florida State, formerly of Michigan State, where's number four now for Florida State, listed six foot four, 215 pounds. If you look at his background, he was a a high uh, highly coveted recruit coming out and was also a dynamic basketball player coming out of the state of Georgia. And decided to go up to Michigan State, obviously. But I think that the backgrounds from a basketball perspective really pops on Phil, man. He can elevate with the best of them. He can really win above the rims. And he has... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Some of the strongest hands that I have ever evaluated, man. When he gets his paws on the football, that thing usually doesn't budge. And he's actually showed a lot more nuance to his game this year than what he did at Michigan State. Michigan State, he was basically a box out power forward. At Florida State so far, I've seen him win after the catch. I've seen him win as a route runner. I've seen him win off of double moves. There's a lot to be excited for Keon Coleman. And he's my pick right now to be wide receiver too. But obviously things can change. We still have a whole half of a season to play. We have the pre-draft process, the evaluation, the testing. There's a lot of things that are going to be happening from here on out. But Keon Coleman's my early favorite as of today. Going into the season, the guy that was probably most coined with wide receiver two was Marvin Harrison Jr.'s teammate, Emeka Igbuka, who number two plays the slot mostly for Ohio State, six foot one, about 205 pounds. He is a really dynamic space player, man. He's the type of kid that RPO screen game, just get him the rock. Don't overthink it, man. Just get this kid and mani- manufacture and let him manipulate space. Not really a guy that's going to win a ton of contested catches. At least he hasn't on film as of yet. But, man, he is a route technician. He understands how to attack blind spots. He understands how to get in and out of his breaks. And he understands where soft bot- spots are in zone. And when he gets the football in his hands, he's a very good overall athlete. Short area, explosive also has long speed. He is the modern day yards after catch receiver that everyone really loves. So I'm a big fan of Emeka Ibuka. He was my wide receiver too in this summer. I think there's a little bit of a battle now that's going to be raging on. 
One guy that's had a crazy season. So actually, the last two guys have had crazy seasons so far. In a recent victory of Oregon, Washington wide receiver Roma Dunze had a just tremendous performance. My man is verified six foot two and seven ace, two hundred and seventeen pounds. Just a massive dude, and he. But he is a height, weight, speed guy. He isn't just a catch point guy. He's rumored to run in the four threes, forty inch vertical. This guy can create some separation. He could get on top of dudes, but he can also just win in the air, man. This is a vertically oriented player. I don't necessarily want him running a lot of uh, expansive route tree. I don't want him running a bunch of you know just exotic routes and really you know working the getting in and out of breaks a ton. I want him staying on a vertical plane. I want him running. Goes, comebacks, posts, digs. That that's really what I want a guy like Rumadunze to, to run. He is a height weight speed dude, though, that can go. So he's having a tremendous year. A lot of teams are really gonna like him a lot. And then the last guy, Malik Neighbors, six foot, 190 pounds out of LSU, number eight, was a dynamic football player last year for LSU. Really took the mantle from Keyshawn Boutte and, and made him the second option. Malik Neighbors became one of the best wide receivers in college football, and it's only expanded this year. Now leads college football in receiving. My man is pretty good above the rim. He can catch through contact, but he's just so explosive, man. He reminds me a lot of Odell Beckham from just a style perspective. I think that this kid is a tremendous, tremendous athlete. I mean, he gets up to top gear quickly. Off the line of scrimmage, he hits his explosiveness, and he is able to just put guys in the dust when he gets in and out of breaks. So uh, uh, he has had a tremendous year, Malik Neighbors, so far. I think all four of these guys are potential first-round picks. I wouldn't be shocked if all four of them went in the top 20 picks of this draft. We got some freak show wide receivers in the 2024 NFL draft. A couple of later topics I want to hit on. A couple of guys that I think you just need to start getting your eyes on out there. You know that I like to get the entirety of the draft class. So I want to give you guys a couple sleepers in uh, the 2024 NFL draft for one, I believe 2025 most likely for the other because it's a small school kid. First one that I wouldn't be shocked if he's in the 2024 NFL draft, Ariante Ursary out of Minnesota, number 69, starting left tackle, listed 6'6", 325 pounds, really good length, really good body type for the position. I liked his 2022 film, parts of it. But he is he was maddeningly inconsistent with his hand placement, his hand usage just in general, playing with independent hands, and taking consistent angles to the second level. I think he just really struggled with just the finer points of playing offensive tackle. This year, though, he has been a completely different football player, man. He looks a whole lot more just confident, and I think the game has slowed down a lot for him. Working backside on zone, I mean, he is just some of the most tremendous athleticism and just movement skills that I've seen. He really moves well for a guy that is six foot six, three hundred twenty-five pounds. So I, I think he would be a, a he surprise entry for some, but I wouldn't be shocked if he does enter if he goes on day two and somewhere in the second or third round because this kid has all the height, weight, athleticism, length perspective that you want at the offensive tackle position. He's a really talented player to maybe keep a close eye on moving forward. Last guy, Utah Tech, formerly Dixie State, now Utah Tech. They have a defensive end who, I'll be very honest, I, I had I had heard the name just because I am a really weird dude. I, I like to look up stats from FCS every single week, just see who's you know recording stat, recording sacks and who's leading the who's leading the level in passing yards and all that great stuff who's making freshman sophomore all american 
that, that stuff, I'm kind of a nerd for some of that stuff. But I came across last year, this young man, his name's Cyrus Webster, defensive end out of Utah Tech, true junior, six foot four, 255 pounds. And I was just like, looks good on the hoof. And he was very productive last year. Last year, I think, yeah, 42 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, five and a half sacks. He made, I think, all big sky. He was he was an honorable mention there. This year so far in six football games, Cyrus Webster has already do, uh, outdone himself in total tackles. He's got 46 total tackles this year, nine tackles for loss, five sacks. 6'4", 255 pounds, nice proportional length. I think that he really is a good athlete, man. I think he's explosive. I think he's pretty loose. Against some of the best teams he's played this year, he has showed up and had his best football games as well. Against Colorado State, the only FBS team that he's played so far, he had 11 total tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, and a sack and a forced fumble in that game. was absolutely tremendous. Also dominated Montana, 12 total tackles, a half a tackle for loss. Dominated Northern Arizona for 10 tackles, three tackles for loss, and two sacks. Also had seven tackles, two tackles for loss, and two sacks against Stephen F. Austin. He is stacking days, folks. And again, true junior at Utah Tech. So we're probably talking about a 2025 NFL draft prospect. But make sure you remember, if Cyrus Webster's a guy that starts – jumping onto the scene a little bit, maybe gets an all-star invite next year and really got people start talking about as a sleeper in the 2025 NFL draft class. Remember Ryan Roberts told you all first. Thank you for joining Ryan Notebook here on the first team NFL draft, the college football podcast. I'll be back next week. Thank y'all. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.